0: Being a leader and being an entrepreneur, it, it just takes guts, right? You have to want it. You have to want it, number one. And you have to be in a, in a group of people that see the greatness within you that you may not see yourself.
1: Welcome to the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer, turned CEO, and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Our guest today is an expert at teaching others how to take the necessary steps to calm the chaos of life. She is known as the storm whisperer. Her stories teach people how to weather the storms of life without spiraling into an abyss. Sally Wurr challenges you to rethink and question your daily routines.
2: She continues at the helm of the SW Insurance Corp, where she is the president and founder. It is a corporation that she built that assists corporations in designing, prioritizing, and simplifying employee benefit programs. She is an international speaker and author with four books of her own and three as a co-author. She has been a guest on many TV and radio shows and podcasts.
1: Sally Word talks with Robert Noel about building her business alongside her husband, and then making the decision to go out on her own, which in many ways prepared her for the loss of her husband.
2: Now she's taking her years of entrepreneurial experience on the road, writing books and speaking on stages. She shares a message of hope and empowerment that comes when you live a life of purpose.
1: If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value well sally thank you so much for coming on the show today we're excited to have this conversation just look forward to sharing a little bit about your journey
0: thank you i'm so pleased and thrilled to be here you know me i get excited it's (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) love it so typically we just start each episode with our guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to the impact they're making today
0: Wow, that's a that's a loaded question, right? Got,
1: an, we've got an hour, or so yo, know, wherever you'd time. like to start.
0: You know, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. You know, I I did 25 years as an advanced hair cutter or makeup artist, then switched to insurance, been at that for 30 something years, uh, started my author journey in 2019 with my first book, Succeed with Purpose. Uh, got really launched that in 2020. 2021 20 yeah 20 2020 2021 with the hold my crown anthology that I did as a part of with Michelle Moras and uh, then was asked if I could do a trilogy this year and I managed to two books are published this year the third book will come out the end of January so I call them the power of books power of awakening power of purpose and power of legacy uh, you know but but for me, I've just always been an entrepreneur and I think that what I've discovered with my SW Insurance Corp because I'm in front of employees all the time and I hear the stories and I listen to the the good the bad and the ugly of life that many people never learn how to take anything and break it down into smaller steps. Mm. And that's why I wrote Succeed with Purpose, because I wanted to try to give people like a primer to start with. How do, you, how do you figure out how to get what you want and put it in a bite-sized piece, step by step by step, so that you get the whole picture before you, before you start down that road, right? And, uh, uh, it, and what I've discovered is also is it, there are personal tools that we are all born with. My tool happens to be problem solving and, and, and not dropping off into an abyss if something really bad happens or something minor happens. Not everybody has those tools, right? And I tell people, I said, I can't be a rocket scientist. Even if I wanted to be a rocket scientist, I do not have those personal tools which give me the high-level science and mathematical equations that make you a rocket science, scientist. Scientist. I don't have those, um, and I could study for years, and not have those those aptitudes, right? And, and so it's just figure out what you're good at and, and shining where you can shine in life.
1: <laughs> Love that. So you mentioned uh, succeed with purpose, but let's talk about the the power of awakening and the importance of essentially taking responsibility um, for your life and and what you really want.
0: Exactly, and there were a couple different ways that this book started out. Um, as, as you know, because, because you know me, you know, my husband in 2020 in March was diagnosed with cancer and died four months later. And, you know, I, I had started in my late teens, early twenties, I was a me. Then I became a we for 45 years, you know, the husband, wife, do everything together kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden I was a me again. So who the heck am I? And I started journaling and and really keeping track of the thought patterns. And what I discovered, because of course we were involved with the COVID-19 pandemic, is that people are coming out of that and they're stressed, depressed, and angry. And it's up to those of us that aren't stressed, depressed, and angry, or at least know how to channel it, to help them through that. And so the Power of Awakening, the goal was to take people through this Awakening journal for them, awakening journey for themselves, what is their purpose and passion in life? It may not be what they're doing today or what they've done in the past. And how do you figure out what you should be doing in this journey called life? We all get one shot at it, right? One shot at it. So if you're not passionate about where you're at in life, it is up to you and only you to change that path. No one can do it for you. One of the things I've learned is the uh, closest hand for help is attached to your own arm. And you can have help and assistance from other people. But that mindset and that actual, as I tell people, um, you, you need to take action. Whatever it is that you're doing, you need to do something to make that change because the word change in the English language is a verb. It's an action word. Change means you've got to do something different than what you've done in order to get it. And so power of awakening is all that. It's taking people through sharing stories of my stories and other people's stories about how we discovered this about ourselves. You know, for me, it was there was a real shocker when I started getting into power of purpose because I realized that, you know, you see these children that are really busy and active and and the parents are constantly putting in them into classes and stuff to keep their brains and their bodies active and so it keeps them out of trouble. I just I realized that I was that child. I never saw myself that way. But I had conversations with my sister about and saying, I asked her different things. And she says, no, no, I, I stood on the sidelines and just watched you do it. And I'm going, and it's because she was a quiet, introspective person. And I evidently am not quiet and I am introspective, but I'm, I, I get things done. And then it's what's next, get things done. What's next? So Power of Awakening is that. It's sharing stories and and getting people to take some responsibility. Just take some responsibility. You didn't get where you're at in life by yourself. Um, We all have mentors. I didn't get where I am today without having some very strong mentors that loved me enough to say, Sally, have you ever thought about blah, 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 blah. Well, gosh, no, I haven't thought about that. And helping me facilitate those, um, I always call it a, the, the quarter inch of change. You know, all you got going to do is whatever you're doing, just change it by a quarter of an inch. And it completely changes the trajectory that you might be on. Just one one little piece of what you're doing. And it takes people outside you that love and love you and want to help you achieve whatever it is that you're after, giving you that insight that you might not have. And so, power of awakening is is that.
2: Yeah, it's that outside perspective and the the willingness to be open. So it's building those relationships so that when you have those people that are willing to lean into you, you're open to listening because if you come up with, you know, people come up and say, you this is what you need to do or that. And if you don't have a relationship, you know, why should I listen to you? Yeah. So that as well. Um, How did you develop the confidence to run your business?
1: Mm. Or jump into authorship, whichever you'd like to share.
0: You know, I, I have to say in, in part of, and I knew it, but power of awakening just brought it out even more. I was, it was, it was in my personal toolbox. I don't mind being in control. I don't have to be in control. But if nobody else steps forward or pushes their way forward, I'm going to take that spot because I like the leadership spot. And I can tell you back, as far back that I remember being in a leadership role, I was in fourth grade. That's a very young age for adults to put you in in leadership roles. but it's I think it's because I'm, in, in not getting into too much, but in the horoscope world, I'm a Libra. So that means I like things to be balanced. And I look at, I can I have the capacity to look at everything going on and come up with my own judgment, right? And it's all about being fair, compassionate and fair. And leaders have to be compassionate and fair. We have to let our own ego go, even though leaders have big egos, we have to let those go and do what's right for the whole. And I believe that's even at that young age of a fourth grader, the adults in my world saw that I was able to do that. And, and um, becoming self-employed, because I've always been self-employed, it's never been scary to me. Um, sometimes when so much is happening, it's hard to keep control of the budget. And that's what I've done this past year. This last year, this past year for me has been a free-for-all, right? I've said yes to as many things as I could to experience them and the authorship, book signing, running across the country world. But truthfully, I now have a budget for that because I didn't have it before. So this afternoon, matter of fact, that's on the agenda is book budget, SWI budget, personal budget, uh, because 2023, now I, now that I have what the numbers are and what it's going to take, I can... I can Put it all together. But being a leader and being an entrepreneur, it, it just takes guts, right? You have to want it. You have to want it, number one. And you have to be in a in a group of people that see the greatness within you that you may not see yourself. Because it's still new for me. This writing and this speaking on, on stage is about power of awakening and power of purpose and power of legacy. That's new to me and so i am trying to take lessons from people like yourselves who've already done it and learn what you tell me are are things that you learned and things that i've learned and figure out how it encap- how can i can encapsulate it all and be the strong person i know i can be to facilitate other people's power of awakening how do I help others, as many people as possible, get what they want out of life? At
2: least a little bit better than what they have. And and it I, just I that's It is. And I, I think it's a two, a two directional thing because at fourth grade, people saw in you those elements that were valuable to, to highlight. And, and then in us to, to look for others on what we can point out but if we don't have teachers and influencers in our lives point out those things, they don't necessarily come out. No, and no, sometimes no. they're hindered depending on how that influencer is, is partaking in that life. And so I think in everybody's life, there's a, a two directional mentorship. You're seeking how to help others, but also watching for how others are helping you.
0: Yes. It, it, it's, And it's ongoing, right? Teachers Mm -hmm. need teachers. Coaches need coaches. Speakers need speakers. That's why we all are in these different worlds with each other is because we're all learning. And uh, but the other the other thing about and not so much with mentors, because I don't think that there should be a financial gain between a mentor and a mentee. But when you're hiring coaches or or you're working with other people, that that's what they do for a living You've got to understand. You have to pay to play. You have to pay to play, and yes, you're going to get some things as bonuses. But people people are out here making money, and they can't they can't be given away the farm. And that's probably one of the things that that we all encounter a lot is with like with my insurance world. They aren't paying me. The checks go to the insurance carrier. The insurance carrier carrier pays me. So even though I'm asking for a big check. It's not written out to Sally. Were right. it's written out to XYZ Company, um, but when you're a coach, it is being written out to you. And there's a disconnect sometimes with people that know you um, because they think that they should have it for free.
1: Well, and the, and the and the real sad thing that I've come to learn after nearly five years of, of of doing this coaching thing is is that when people don't invest in it, they don't appreciate it, and they don't apply it, and so. actually doing people a disservice when you offer it for free and and you do it for free because they don't see the investment they don't see the value they don't match a value to it and they don't appreciate it um and or do the work they need to do and they ultimately leads to them not doing the work um and so it it's even harder right because now you've done it for free they're not getting results and that helps you question your coaching and you're going gosh this doesn't and then you end up charging somebody thousands and thousands of dollars and they get great results and you've done the same exact thing. Um, and it really is the value that the, the client has, has put on it. And so you actually do a disservice to people by offering it for free. As crazy as that sounds, um, COVID was, was proof through my business that the people that got it for free, didn't appreciate it and, Mm -hmm. and didn't value it.
0: Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's just power, part of that, that equation that we're all living in and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, learning. It's just learning and I'm still learning. And, and I hope that I never stop learning, right? Because around the bend is another something great going to happen. And because I took this tiny step, um, one of the acronyms I wrote, I write about in, in, in power of awakening is called work W O R K W stands for having a willingness to step outside your comfort zone because everything great happens outside. Um, O is for being organized, however, that means to you, right? I'm a planner, right? I have to write things down because I'm tactile. Then I have to think about it. Then I have to write it again. I have to think about it. Uh, but so, whatever makes you organized in your way, uh, R is for building relationships. None of us get where we're going by ourselves. And so, we have to develop relationships with other people as stepping stones because okay. I can bless you. My relationship with you, both of you, has been a stepping stone to other relationships. And hopefully, people that I know, it's going to be stepping stones for you as well. We all know that we have our our fields of expertise. So it's building those relationships so that you can make sure people are connected with the people that they need to, to get what it is that they need. And then K is kindness. It costs nothing to put a smile on your face. Or say something nice to somebody. It costs you nothing. Just two seconds to be kind. And so I always tell people to be the kindness captain. And so W W O R K outside the box thinking, being willing, being willing, being organized, building relationships, and being kind. I think that's the formula for success. It I certainly like it. worked for me.
2: No, I mean, I didn't work necessarily directly in the customer service field, but I, I tried uh, to portray and uh, encourage my staff to always smile when they're on the phones, it, it doesn't take anything from you, but it helps your attitude and your spirit, as well as your voice that's portrayed. And it's just so beneficial to have that smile. And it, it it's a maybe a few little muscles or calories that you want to burn anyway, to take that a little initiative.
0: You know, back back in my early days of insurance, when we were smiling and dialing, we actually had mirrors by our by our phones. Nice, so we could see our smile. Your smile comes through the phone line, whether they can see you or not. Yep. Um, but you know, smiling for dollars, dialing for dollars. You know,
1: it all so, helps. It so all helps. So let's talk a little bit about that transition, right? You went from being behind the chair in, as a beautician to jumping in a chair as as in in this insurance space, how, how did that transition come about? And what was the biggest challenge for you in that?
0: Uh, We were living in Albuquerque, New Mexico. My daughter was three years old at the time. No, just four years old, five years old, five years old, excuse me. And I, when we moved there, New Mexico was a third license, third state I'd been licensed in. I started over twice in California started over twice in Oregon, then we moved, we were transferred to New Mexico. So I started over there. So every time you start over, you're you're at zero. And you only make money in the in the cosmetology field when you're standing behind that chair producing dollars, right? Through hair cutting, makeup, whatever. There's no paid vacations, there's no paid sick leave, there's none of that's paid, in which I didn't need it. My husband had a job with insurance and all that. So we didn't need that. But I had always thought I wanted my own hair franchise, like a Supercuts or something like that, until I went to work for them and decided that that wasn't going to be, that was not going to give me my own salon, because you're beholden to what their rules and regs are. My husband was in the insurance field, and, and I got to, I was able to spend a lot of time with insurance brokers and found out how cool it was that Every month checks went into their bank account without them even seeing the client. What a nice concept that is. If I want, if they wanted to go on vacation for three weeks to Spain, by golly, those commission checks just rolled right into those checking accounts. I'm thinking, well, this isn't such a bad gig, right? And I had an opportunity uh, through a trial, a, a life insurance trial program that my husband's company was putting on for this one insurance broker who happened to have been one of the top ones in the state and in New Mexico, and he needed help. Anyway, uh, so so anyway, I, I jumped in with both feet and gave up on the hair hair because it, I, I, I couldn't stand to start all over again and got into the insurance field, and I absolutely loved it. I loved being able to to go and meet with employers and and talk about benefits for their employees, and talk to all the employees, and get to know them, and what was going on in their world, and how could we facilitate the best plans possible for them. And then, of course, we moved to to Colorado. So I may not have gotten a cosmetology license, but I had to get re-licensed for insurance.
2: Yeah.
0: So, but thankfully, we you know we've been here for 30 years, and uh, uh, I was. When our daughter about a year and a half before she left for college, I started cranking up my insurance because part of that, I mean, she was really my full time job. But two two thousand two two thousand three, I started cranking up the insurance side and and uh, through a, an episode that happened in two thousand six two thousand seven, I moved prior to that because my husband and I had he had, he was self employed in two thousand in nineteen ninety five he left his former insurance carrier and started his own gig, but he didn't do what I did. And so the early years of my insurance business, all my insurance commissions went into his company's accounts because why have two sets of books, right? We both get commission checks from insurance carriers. It makes it so much easier just to have one set of books and that worked really well until it didn't. Right. (laughs) And so anyway, long story short in 2008, I incorporated SW Insurance Corp and took all my commissions to my own company. And I have to say, I I think it saved my marriage because it was not going well between us at that particular time, because even though I had significant amounts of commission checks going into his company account, uh, and I always say this, he who has the gold rules, uh, it was all going into his account and he did not like me spending any money out of that account, even though... I only spent what was mine. So by separating our two companies, he could hold on and hug his checking account all he wanted. And I never touched it again.
1: Nice. And I had my own.
0: And, you know, so since 2008, it's been SW Insurance Corp. And, And I like to say, you know, that's sometimes those are not easy things to do. But, you know, I've been married a long time and we were fairly good with communication. And he had just told me enough times, if you really want to do that, you might want to think about having your own company. So I did. I did. The rest is history.
1: Yep. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So from the beginning, you've pretty much been doing employee benefits. And so you've been working directly with with companies, not necessarily individuals in selling insurance benefits
0: you know I, I did work a lot with individuals until the affordable care act came into play and the commissions for individual plans dropped so much and in some cases to zero right i, I can't do business that way so it was a business decision to do employer groups only hun- less than 100 employees the small group market And that doesn't mean I don't do any individual. I do. There are certain circumstances where I will help somebody, uh, but certainly not if they qualify for subsidies or on in the exchange, because that's that's just a night been a nightmare. You know, because the government's sort of kind of involved with that. And right So if. Anybody needs to needs a subsidy, that's the only way place that they can go for it. But if they have a claims issue or a billing issue or any of that, they have to go to the Connect for Health Colorado Exchange in order to get help with that. I, as the broker, can't help them with it, which is wrong because you right. and I both know if someone's not getting paid, they aren't going to do their job. Nine, right. ten.
1: Nope, absolutely. Does that? All right, so, that so, so now you're transitioning from this insurance space that's obviously still still taking care of you into this speaking and influencer space. And yes. so let's talk about where this, where this, where do you see Sally, where the influencer?
0: I see uh, by the end of 2023 to be on stages around the world, speaking, teaching, training, uh, online. I'll have online courses all set up. The, the goal is by the end of the first quarter. To have that, those trainings going on, retreats, you know, once a quarter, getting, you know, 10 to 12 people together and just working one-on-one for a day, day and a half. But several income streams, SW Insurance Corp. isn't going anywhere. It doesn't have to. I have a full-time assistant that does a lot of the day-to-day stuff for me. She'll take on a lot more of that in 2023. Uh, We're putting a lot of online systems in place for SW Insurance Corp as well. That will help us as well as my employers. It's a, you know, so many people think that you have to stop one to do another. I even had a client the other day say, so what do you do? Are you a a speaker and author? Are you my insurance broker? I said, well, why do I have to choose? I'm I'm not choosing to do different. If you find that you don't like me being also an author and speaker, then you need to move on. Because I, I I multitask very well. I've done it for years. And you can have multiple streams of income. And and I would tell you in today's world, you need to have it. If you do. You're not
1: absolutely, especially, I think especially women, especially yes. wives, need to have a stream of income for. The circumstance that you faced. Imagine if you hadn't started insurance yeah. and imagine yeah. if you'd been a homemaker your whole, you know, marriage and, and weren't prepared at all for something as terrible as your loss. Yeah. Imagine how much worse that would have been without, you know, a stable income and stable opportunity. And I think a lot of women have subserviented themselves to, to men and, and become homemakers which is a great great thing it's absolutely an admirable thing but without an income stream or multiple income streams if something happens they're ill-equipped and unprepared for for the next stage in life and 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 i think it's it's a they're setting themselves up for you know something bad i
2: mean and taking it to the passion. What were you here for? We're not here just to be moms. That's yes. not our purpose on life.
1: It's a temporary assignment. And it's, it is a temporary it's, assignment.
2: It's one of the streams of life that we fulfill. And, yeah. um, you know, we have a who t- says you need seven streams of income, not just one or two, you need because things come and go the housing market comes and goes, you need other ways to provide yeah. for yourself
0: you do and 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 one would any anybody that would, would had would lean over my shoulder on a daily basis in my insurance world knows within my insurance world I probably have 25 different streams of income by all the different carriers and different types of things that are going you know dental vision life long-term disability short-term disability medical you, there's just all different ways that money come into the right. pool but you're right in that and I, and I see it because, you know, I've had people in my life that have lost their spouses and, and one of them in particular, her husband passed away a month after my husband did. And and I talked to her six months down the road and she says, how are you doing it? How are you getting up every day and doing what you're doing? She says, I've not gotten out of bed in six months. Golly. And I said, bless you. I said, bless you for that. I I, I, I don't know how I can help you because we're we're at such different opposite ends. I said, but but, I know that I have to take care of business first. That doesn't mean I didn't have meltdowns. I've had plenty of meltdowns. They just aren't having them in public meltdowns, right? Um, but that doesn't mean I don't have them. But I take care of business first because it takes care of me.
1: Well, and that's not to say that it, you didn't grieve. It's not to say that you weren't hurt. It doesn't It doesn't lessen the impact of of your relationship with your husband in fact i think it honors the impact of and 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 you're able to grieve through working you're able to grieve through telling the story you're able to grieve on the stage and yes. and share the our country doesn't grieve very well i think we you know we give ourselves an excuse to sit in the corner with a sackcloth and ashes and pout on social media yeah and, yep. and there's no value added to the world in that way there's no value added to yourself in that way and so i think you turning it into the lesson in your book you talked about me we me and 45 years of we matters it impacts who you are it impacts the wow. influence that you have and the biggest way to use that impact is to tell the story and celebrate your relationship and yes. and there's so much value in that and so many people are pouting instead of telling the story and, and celebrating it so
2: I'll ask you what the impact is of your speaking because I know when I hear ladies tell their story sometimes for the first time, how much weight is then off of their shoulders for the rest of their life and everything else that they do? What do you how what is that impact for you?
0: And and I've and I've done it a little bit in bits and pieces because of course, you know, there are there are still people in my world, they aren't close enough to me yet that don't even know my husband got sick and passed away. Because I, it was nowhere to be seen, right? It wasn't in any newspaper. It wasn't on social media. When my husband got sick, I was quiet.
1: Well, and we, we were all shut down. Every Everybody was hidden in a corner.
0: Right. But we still had social media. Sure. I don't choose to go to social media with that. Because I didn't need that, oh, I'm so sorry, what can I do for you? Um and so there's still people I, you know, I, I had a, a month ago, I had lunch with somebody that I hadn't seen, obviously, till pre-COVID. And she says, well, so how's your husband? And I just, I look at her and I go, oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to give you this news. And I mean, they, they were just, they, they, they just said, how did I not know that? I didn't see anything about that. I said, no, it wasn't posted anywhere. In Colorado, it's not mandatory that you put that in the newspaper. Right.
1: But right? well, we even if you did, there. nobody gets the newspaper in Colorado anymore. We don't even have a, worth, a newspaper worth reading. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, or, but they go online. A lot of them will go online. And it's, it's just one of those things that I, I feel as though my story is, is everybody's story is different. But the more times I can share these life experiences, the more I can help people, right? So so one of the things I really talk about in, in my books as well as on stage is about don't keep your assets hidden. Hmm. So many people keep their assets close to their chest. They don't even share it with their spouses half the time or their children, and they need to. If something happens to one of you or both of you, your children need to know what assets you have and how to get access to them. So if you haven't done a trust and not everything goes into a trust, um, there's a, I do a, my many, many years ago, I did a spreadsheet for my dad with all of his assets and, you know, policy numbers, telephone numbers to contact the company, emails, all of that stuff as a checklist. And I came home and duplicated it. My husband and I duplicated it and every year it gets updated. So something happens to me. My daughter can knows where that asset list is. It's in three different places for and not on the computer because one thing I learned about my when my husband passed away, he had three computers for his office, right? Two at the office and one laptop. We could not access any of them because his passwords didn't work.
1: Well, and now it's even easier because you can make that spreadsheet a shared Google Sheet and, and actually everybody can have access to that Google Sheet regardless yes. of what computer they're using. And yep. of course you want it printed somewhere, but but, I mean, the truth is, I mean, Google Sheet, your know, Google Doc are, are great tools that a family can share and, and update and everybody's copy is automatically updated. Yep, exactly. And,
0: and so those are the things I like to share with people so that it makes it at least a little bit easier because even as good as my husband and I were our type a personalities, I like to think I'm an a minus now, but yeah. there were still gotchas. There were things that I, I looked at, went, huh? How did we miss that? So we had three gotchas that took a little bit more time to maneuver, but even in the best of worlds, life is going to give you gotchas.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well,
2: and I think you need to expect that. And, any situation, you know, your husband, my father passed away a couple of years ago. We just dealt with his mom. Yes. But just, even, you know, you, know, um, I left my job nine, nine to five in May, and I got a letter from the life insurance company. It's like, we've missed your payment. I'm like, it was coming out of my paycheck. I didn't know I was supposed to continue paying that. So now I got to deal with that. Yes. But there's always something that's going to come up. And so we need to be prepared to go with the flow and handle and be ready to just, okay, now let's take the next thing. Yes.
0: Yes. And, and by having it organized on, on one document just makes things, you can just breathe a little bit easier, right? You've got the That's main better. stuff pulled together and, and you're like me, our, our children are old enough. So we didn't have to worry about, you know, guardianship or any of that, but, but, you know, too many times a husband and wife go out on date night. And get hit by a drunk driver and, and who's taking care of the kids right right
1: Well and if you don't decide guess who does. Yeah. I mean yeah the sad scary thing in a state like that that our, our system's overwhelmed but the system will take those kids on instead of instead of finding you know somebody appropriate within the family as a first option and it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. so yeah be intentional be purposeful and then share share the information. All right, Sally. What's what's one of your biggest challenges as a, as an entrepreneur, maybe as the as an author stepping into this new um, influencer space? Yeah,
0: some of the, the issues that I have is keeping balance. One of, and there again, it's because the world that we're in. One of the things that I am taking a strong handle on coming up this next year, besides my budget, is uh, better eating habits and exercise. I need to get the weight off. I've procrastinated it. And I don't normally procrastinate, but I like to eat. I like good food. I like, you know, I like ice cream. I like pizza. I like spaghetti. I like carbs. I like cheese. I like bread. Uh, But, and I can still have those, right? It's not that I'm not going to get those. But especially in fourth quarter, because it's such a busy, crazy time for my insurance business, I'm in this chair from six o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock at night. But maybe getting up, running errands, getting something to eat or drink or whatever, uh, that has to stop. I've got to get physical exercise, and so that's that is the goal. Starting, you know, actually this afternoon, (laughs) it's to get start getting the body moving more in an intentional way, and back to doing a menu once a week of what. My eating is going to be breakfast, lunch, dinner and, you know, back to protein shakes for breakfast and salad for lunch and and lots of salmon.
2: Nice. Back to that. O and work organization. Yes. Well, you know, you know, it's, I, I
0: was part of a, a I'm part of a company called ULA. And part of what ULA does is it tracks you. You get to track seven areas of your life to try to keep them balanced. And I knew before even taking the the little quiz that fitness was going to be my worst nightmare. But I was really shocked to find fun was second. I have fun. I have fun in my work worlds. Because like talking with you, that's fun to me. But that's really not in the category of fun. So I had to, and there again, Power of Awakening helped me to find that fun is when there's no financial ramifications attached to what I'm doing. So, top golf, dinner, canasta, board games, painting, and wine. Those are fun, and there's no dollar attached to income stream to it. And, and, and it took a while for me to figure out that that's what I had to define and start building up my fun. Well, fun fourth quarter is not happening for me, right? Right. And I just know that. I just know that. But now I'm moving into that cleanup zone. And in a, in a couple more weeks, I'll be able to take my Fridays off again, uh, usually first part of February, early March. And I don't work Fridays. I always have a three-day weekend. And Nice. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's the reward for the fourth quarter. But for me, it's it's just getting some better control over the eating and the exercise habits. And and that's a that's a that's a problem for me.
2: Well, and I I think it goes to the the balance that we all at, at least to some extent have because we we don't balance taking care of us, especially as moms. We want every take care of everybody else and everything else. I mean, I feel like I could work on writing in the business, you know, from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. and then go to bed just happy and go lucky. But yes. that doesn't take care of me necessarily or, you know, the relationships that are near. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a self that's a self-care element. And so I like how you've separated it. If it's if it's work related, it doesn't necessarily count. And so you need to add some other self-care elements um, and be intentional uh, about self-care. So, obviously, writing can be a challenge. You're you're a very busy, active, active woman. How have routines helped you find writing time, and and of course, keep keep yourself together?
0: One thing that one thing that I have I have learned is to give myself grace. So the goal was is to write all three books in 2020. Or, yeah, 2020, 2020, Two. 2022. 2022. Excuse me. I, what, what year are we
1: in? A of, there's a lot of twos in there.
0: And, uh, you know, Power of Awakening, we got off to a great start, p- published it in March. Uh, Power of Purpose should be on my doorstep this week, the published Yay. book. Uh, Power of Legacy has taken a little bit longer because we traveled so much this year, right? I mean, we traveled a tremendous amount and, and I need sustained time of quiet to just get into my flow. I, you know, I, I need a whole Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon to, to, to really get what I want out and and uh, and get it written. And I just- and Of course
1: that fell right into your fourth quarter.
0: It, 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 exactly what happened. It ran into the fourth quarter and and it, it is almost done. It is almost done. And so in reality is it's gonna come out, it's probably gonna get to my editor before the end of January. But that was a goal, right? And what people forget is a goal is just that. It's a goal. But it's truly the journey to the goal that the learning all happens. And when you don't exactly hit the timeline that you set for yourself or the financial that you set for yourself, you've not lost. And you're still going that direction. And so many people get caught up with, I must do this, and they darn near kill themselves with that need to get it done now. Well, and it's instead- a
1: corporate that corporate work expectation created something like that, right? If you don't meet yeah. your numbers, if you don't hit the number, then then you get the the negative marks, right? Even our school report card, right? If you don't hit the number, you get a lower grade. Yeah. And so we feel like we we've set ourselves up, but the truth is, you get the grade yourself. And so, right? I missed the goal by a month, but I got. I still got the book written, which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, most people don't write one, let alone three. And so you're already way <laughs> ahead of the curve in, in a single year. All right, 13 months, but you know, an incredible accomplishment overall.
2: Well, like you said, it's the learning in the, in the process. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and it's the story you tell yourself, right? I can beat myself up over missing by a month or I can celebrate. I've written three books that are amazing and they're better. And if I had crammed it out and rushed it out like a corporate model would, because the deadline is more important than the outcome. Right? So the truth is for us as entrepreneurs, the outcome is always more important than the deadline. Yes. And, and the outcome is going to be better. If I take this extra month, get past my workload fourth quarter and can really invest in, in the, in the result that I really want. Yeah.
0: I want all three books to have impact. And I think they all flow together really well. Uh, I, I just want people to have stepping stones and, and to hear their stories. I want to hear other people's stories. How my book or how a chapter impacted you. And um, the young, I had a young man edit my book, uh, Succeed with Purpose. And he was, he was an English major. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a great person to have edit my book. And he was trying to figure out how he was going to be able to move to New York. Because that was ultimately where he wanted to be, and one of the chapters that I really broke down a problem in a step-by-step format. He says oh, that really was um, impactful and helped me set myself up for
1: wanting to go to New York.
0: You Love know? that! I like hearing that.
1: Yeah, we're we're big in designing life and helping people design the life that you want, and then build your business to support it, right? And, and that's so important to recognize that you have that opportunity to, to know what you want and then figure out the steps you have to take to get it. Instead of just saying, oh, I'd really like that. And most people do. They want something different. They'd, they'd love to have something different in life. But they don't stop and say, oh, I could do that. What should I do next?
0: That, that One of the analogies I use is a, a friend of mine wanted to take her family on a trip to Mexico. Their kids were a little bit older and she says, it's time for us to take a family vacation. And she just kept saying how, you know, we're going to do it next year. Well, maybe, maybe next year will happen. So what steps are you taking to facil- facilitate that happening? And so I helped her break it down. Well, where would you like to go? Choose an a resort in Mexico that you want to go to that's all in, inclusive, right? And pay the extra for the food and drinks and all of that. Uh, Figure out what the flight costs are going to be. Figure out what the clothing and the luggage and all of that needs to be. And what it's going to cost you. And then set a budget. Can you put the money aside every month out of your current income? Do you need to take on a second job maybe one day a week that goes into the the vacation fund? And then go online and put put, um, where you get notifications when flight cheap flights come up or when the resort's got something special going on and then add 20% to what you think you're going to need. Nice. That way you can prepare and pre-plan for these types of things. And and maybe you don't get you don't have enough money to pay for all of it at once. So you either postpone it or you put it on a credit card knowing that you've got the how long is it going to take you to pay that off but don't just go take it and figure out how to pay for it later. Cause that just adds extra angst to you.
1: Sure. Anyway,
0: but, but she was able to take her family on a trip to Mexico because she learned the
2: steps of how to plan it. Yeah. And you can't just say, we're going to do it someday. Cause that's just not going to happen. And I mean, that's a lot about what Robert and I talk about is sharing and making those specific dreams and the goals And go forward. My story about being specific is four and a half years ago, we stated that I wanted to be a stay at home grandma. I wanted to take, be around and be able to take my grandkids to their programs, pick them up from school and you know, that kind of thing. I didn't clarify. So when COVID hit, I became a stay at home grandma with a job. So I was home, but I was busy. So you got, you got to be clear and specific in those dreams and not just say, I want to go to Mexico well, how many days, what kind of trip, you know, be, be detailed. You know, I don't want, I want a nice SUV, pick the car, pick the color, detail it out so that your brain can consciously start working on it.
0: Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. I was saying that on, on Friday when my flight canceled universe, I need a plane and a crew. That's right. <laughs> <Get> me home. <laughs>
1: We, we, we've had issues where we were stuck someplace and ended up just getting a car <laughs> or taking a car. Cause these planes ain't working. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sally, thank you so much. This, this has been so good. We, we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. So Sally, what are your words of wisdom to our listening entrepreneurs?
0: Believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And, and one of my favorite two, two favorite quotes I like. One is the problem is not the problem. It's your reaction to the problem, which is the problem. And the other is the best two days of your life or the day you're born, the day you find out why. Amen. Figure it out.
1: Thank you
2: so much. This has been a pleasure. I love, I love hanging with you folks. You're just amazing people. We appreciate your story and love and listen to you. Thank uh, you. Grateful our listeners get to hear you too. So awesome. Thank Thank you. you.
1: This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review, but most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, Harry Spate shares the selling successfully can be achieved with timeless principles. Serve others, listen, treat others the way you want to be treated, persist. He wants to elevate the craft of selling and succeeding with dignity. Harry shares wisdom and a passion for selling with dignity.